Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. We just finished the fall retreat, and it was an amazing time. We had people from all over the country here. Uh, the weather was beautiful. The food was fantastic. We had two Joshua Live sessions, a white light session, a psychic class, and an activation and energy healing all over four days here in beautiful North Carolina. And we'll do it again in the spring. Uh, these sell out quickly. So if you'd like more information about the next retreat, uh, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. So this episode is the first of the Joshua Lives and we will put the next one in a few days as well. And if you want to hear the white light session, uh, check out our other podcast, which is called An Unimaginable Life. And it'll be up there probably today or tomorrow. All right, enjoy this episode. We are thrilled to be here. Hey, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi. Well, again, Hi. you find yourself Hi. in a position where you are together. The only way you could have gotten here is because you have a vibration that matches where we are, where everyone else in this room is, your past, your future, your present, your past lives, your intentions that you set prior to your birth, all of these factors came in specifically for you. You have to realize that you could not be here now if there wasn't something that you intended that was special about meeting together in this place. You've known each other for eons, but you can't remember who you are, which is part of the fun. And so when you look upon each other, just know that you have known each other forever. And you will continue to know each other forever. And when we say no, we mean love. Who you are in these physical bodies is a representation of who you are in the non-physical. You are an aspect of that wiser, broader, more experienced, powerful version of you that exists in pure love, in perfection. And you are in perfection as well. At every moment, at every time, no matter what you're doing, what you're thinking, who you're with. You may have judgment, you may have doubt, you may have fear. It's just a game. It's just for fun. The more fun you have, the more of the essence of who you truly are comes in with you. And the more you take this seriously, the more context that you give yourselves. So have fun or take it seriously. It doesn't matter. You are perfect as you are. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. You came for the adventure. You are not here to do anything that you do not want to do. You are here to find yourselves. And in finding yourselves, you find each other. You are one. <clears throat> Nothing exists outside this room. It's all an illusion. If you could see what we see, you would be the center of the universe. And everything would be white. And you would just be one with each other, in love, knowing each other, understanding each other, cheering each other on, hoping, wishing, praying that you knew who you really were, but not caring about any of it. Because you do not hope, wish, or pray in the non-physical. There is nothing that you need, want, or desire other than to be here in these bodies right now. This is what you intended, and since you're here, You've done everything you intended to do. So for the rest of your lives, you can just have fun because nothing serious is going on. 
And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who's brave enough? If you knew who you were, you'd all jump at one moment up here. So who is more attuned with who they truly are in this moment that would like to be the leader and jump up here right now? Excellent, Katie. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh, sorry, too loud. <laughs> Can you tell me my future? Yes, your future will be perfect. <laughs> what do you consider perfect? Everything. Just Every happy. And why do you think you need to be happy? I just feel good when I'm happy. Do you feel better than when you're not happy yeah why is that because it's more aligned with who i really am and so do you want to be more of who you really are in this lifetime yeah why because it feels good but you're expanding who you really are oh yeah so would it make sense to come in and just be who you really are and then have no context no adventure no interest no curiosity no doubt yeah. Well, if that was true, you'd be somewhere else. You wouldn't be here. Yeah. See, those realities are boring to you. Yeah. You came for the adventure. Uh -huh. You're the thrill seeker. Yeah. So would you say that you're doing a good job? Yes. Excellent. And what's your proof? I am having a great time. I mean, I'm having a lot of adventures. <laughs> you're having a lot of contrast, mm. mixing it up, mm. getting involved, leaning in, doing what you're inspired to do. Mm -hmm. You of all these people have this attunement to inspiration. Yeah. This is one of your superpowers mm -hmm. that you can feel the inspiration and choose to act or not act, but you know it's inspiration. You know that when you're receiving inspiration and not acting, you know it's fear. You can choose to succumb to the fear if you like, doesn't matter. Or you can choose to push past the fear, which you have done many times. But what you're here to do in this inspiration power that you have is to trust the inspiration. Contrast this with trusting who you think you are. See, who you think you are is this grand illusion that you've developed, developed for yourself that is not true at all. It's just a tiny little fragment of who you are. But you get to play this aspect until it no longer serves you, until it no longer brings you joy, until it no longer allows people to get close. So the more authentic that you choose to be, the more people can get close to you because they'll know you better because you'll know yourself better. You see... There is a separation, which is the illusion, that you cast by not wanting to be yourself. And so you come up with these characters and you play these roles and you let some people to a certain level. And then you fear that if you change who you are, well, they'll go away. But they've never really been close anyway. You see, they've always been at a distance saying Katie's this, Katie's that from their perspective, but not knowing the true perspective, nor could they know the true perspective because they can't know themselves. So you can't ever worry about what they think. You just be you and those who are attuned to who you are, those in a group like this, will be in your reality. Now, those who would like to be in your reality because they want to know who the true Katie is because they resonate with that, they can't be there now. Because when you're not being you, there's no vibration that will allow them to enter that. Yeah. As soon as you decide to just be you, then suddenly all these people that you somehow resonate with will pop into your life.
more and more and more. Well, you've gotten to this level where you've gotten all these people here and all the friends that you have and all the ones that are close to you. And all those people also are playing their roles. They're going to be who they are until you become authentic, just like everyone else. Until that thing that you came here to explore is starting to explore, they will play their roles and they will cause difficulty and disagreements and you will need to be someone different than you are in front of them for them to like, love and respect you. As soon as you give that up, they will not have to play the role anymore. They can just be you. You see, everyone you've ever met in your life is eternally linked to you. Everyone you know, but they're playing a role to support you. You're the star of this movie and they're the supporting cast. Now, it's no coincidence you chose this profession. You have this whole game going on where you think that, well, to be the star is to be someone other than who you are. Ah. In real life, you are the star. Mm. In a movie, you're Mm -hmm. just having context, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you play a role in a movie, that's not who you are. That's the character that someone else has written. Mm -hmm. Time to play the character that you've written. Mm. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Is it still going here? Is it still going? (laughs) No. Okay, bye. Oh, wait, we have one more thing. (laughs) What's the name that you were born with? Catherine Maurice Foster. What would happen if you walked around just saying initial C? K. Initial K? K Maurice Foster. Mm -hmm. No one would know who that is. Is that a man? Is that a woman? Who knows? How did you think you chose that name? Kind of neutral. It's kind of genderless. You could play anything from that. Mm-hmm. Anything you wanted to. Yeah. How many names, first names, have as many different ways to say them as Catherine? Yeah. What does Catherine even mean? Yeah. Clear. Exactly. <laughs> Clear. So when you think about all the things that you brought with you into this lifetime, all of it was to play the game between inauthenticity and authenticity having the talents that you have the interests you have the body that you have the family that you have the parents that you had the conditions of your birth the date of your birth all of these things play perfectly for this game of authenticity or inauthenticity Mm. the first half of your life you play the inauthenticity game and you think that by being a chameleon and shaping yourself into what you believe others will like, love, and appreciate, you will get what you think you lack until you invert when you realize you lack nothing and now you're here to give. Mm -hmm. And then you become authentic and you care not what they think of you because they do not feed you anything. You are here to serve them. You can only serve them by being authentic. So you can be anything you want to be. You've set yourself up to actually be anything you wanted to be. Any name you wanted to have, You have a wide variety of possible names, what they mean, all these things that you set up. And then when you realize that, oh, no, I never needed anything. I'm just here to be who I am. And that shining example of authenticity will light the fires of others who are doing the same thing as you're doing, which is everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, get out. Okay, thank you. Who's next? I've never asked a question before before. I'm very nervous. Make sure it's a good one. Yeah, I'll try. Uh, <laughs> I've been a teacher for 10 years. To You've be- been a teacher for how long? 
forever, but <laughs> specifically teaching uh, little kids uh, four to nine years old. And um, what does it mean to be a teacher? It means to be a learning. <laughs> teaching is learning. But uh, two days ago, um, one of my little pre-K students, who's four, is terrified of me. She refused to be in my presence, refused to come to class. Because? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What I do you think? Well, I was talking about it this morning. And, you know, the mirror effect, I, I, I haven't figured it out yet. It's telling me something, but <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm here. I want some insight. What do you think? If you knew everything, if you could tap into infinite intelligence, if you could understand why you chose your name, your parents, your body, time and place of your birth, your interests, your passions, your thing to teach. Why did you choose, choose all of that to lead to that moment where that one child could be born, live four years, come in your presence and show you something about yourself? To uh, To continue to to grow to remember who I you want truly to grow am. remember who i truly am who are you truly are you truly as represented in this body i mean that's my identity right now but I well what about this body resonates with who you truly are how about massive powerful mm -hmm. magnificent brave fearless could that possibly scare those who would feel something in that presence. Oh. And is it your job to diminish who you are so that they can be comfortable? Or is it your job, your desire, your pre-birth intention to be an example of living fully in one's power? Mm. When you have a fear and it stops you from acting on inspiration, how does that feel? It feels disempowering it feels inauthentic yes it's not who you are yes and you have to think about it why am i not doing this i am powerful beyond measure how could a little fear cause me to stop acting on inspiration hmm. and then when you push past the fear and you act on the inspiration you have the experience you look back and you say what was that belief that caused me to not act or to have the fear in the first place it seems ridiculous mm. when you look back. Yes. And then you feel who you truly are mm. as you have these experiences that resonate with one who pushes past fear, who has the courage and the bravery to push past the fear, to do what they're inspired to do, to trust that that inspiration will lead to being even more powerful. Now, if you're afraid of being powerful and massive and scaring little kids, will you act on inspiration that could lead to even more power? even more intensity. You might shy away from that thinking, mm -hmm. well, I don't want to scare all these little kids yeah. because I might lose my, my job. Parents might complain. Yeah. I might draw attention. Why are all these little kids afraid of this one teacher when they're not afraid of anyone else? They might see something that I'm hiding from them. And what are you hiding from them? Who you truly are. So, if you were aligned with who you truly are and you understood this massive energy that you have and the physical presence that you have and the look that you have and when one little kid came in and was frightened by you you would say aha it's just me 
because you're used to that in the non-physical. Is, is that because I thought that in my classroom with my students, that was the only place I was being my authentic self. So is that... It was the only place you were feeling comfortable. Oh, okay. Because in relationship to those tiny little children, you have believed that you're not that much different than all of the adults in that position. Mm -hmm. They're all tall comparatively, yeah. have seniority, experience, mm -hmm. presence, know what they're talking about, that sort of thing. But you're misperceiving exactly what's going on here. You see, when you compare yourself to the teachers, when they seem to be in charge of the class or in control or confident about what they're doing, they're actually in absolute fear. But you can't see it because you don't have that kind of fear. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Yeah. And you just assume that they feel the way you do. All of you assume that. You all assume that the others are somewhat like you, but they're nothing like you at all. The way that they interpret fear, it's so pervasive, they don't even understand what fear is to begin with. But the little children do. The little children know when they're scared, know when they're not scared, know when they feel safe, know when they don't feel safe. It's more authentic in that area. Now, imagine a little child who's with inauthentic adult, inauthentic adult, inauthentic adult, fearful adult, fearful adult, can feel this, and then comes in your presence, completely different feeling. You interpret it as there's something physically about me that is frightening to them, but it's an energetic difference between what they're used to. Mm. And so they get in your presence and they don't know how to interpret that energy difference. They assume, as you all did, that your parents knew what they were doing. And of course, you look back and they didn't know what they were doing at all. They were completely in fear. <laughs> they had no clue what was going on. And they just did the best that they could acting as if they knew what they were doing. Just like all the teachers in your school, just like all the people that you've ever met in your life. They're putting on a show. Because to not put on the show would invite criticism, admonishment, rejection. So it's all a show. You're the one who's coming in with no show. Being far more authentic than who, they are, than who they're used to seeing. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So now, when a little child comes to you and they're frightened, do you need to console them? Do you need to be any different than you are? Do you need to change them whatsoever? No. Why? Because that would be inauthentic. Well, they're coming to show you something yeah, that you're feeling about yourself. Yes. And you would not want to kill the messenger. Mm-hmm. Yes. You would allow the messenger to be happy, thank them, be grateful to mm -hmm. them for coming in specifically to show you who you are. Mm -hmm. Once you allow them to show you who you are and you take it in, receive it, and grateful for it, you let them off the hook. Yeah. You'll know exactly what to say to them and to everyone else. Mm -hmm. Now, this brave little child who is showing their fear is more in tune with who they are than many of the other children who are possibly feeling some fear as well, but trying to behave in a way that doesn't cause a reaction. Mm -hmm. They're not quite to that level there where they're totally controlling what they do in front of others yet because they're young enough, but there is a part of that. Yeah. When you just become who you are and they notice that there's nothing they can do to make you 
adjust who you're being to them. You see, at that age, they sense energy because they are not as fooled by these conditions at that time yet. They are learning how to be fooled along the way, but they're more sensitive to who they truly are and to what's really going on in an energy level. You bring in the energy that you are without diminishing it and just be you, which is a practice, of course. But remember, all the experiences that you had that led you to perceive that there's something about you that stands out compared to others, you've been diminishing that your entire life. Now you're coming to a point where you realize that never had to happen. And it was only the other showing you this feeling that you had that you were emitting and retrieving back a thought, a person, an event that were showing you how you were feeling when these thoughts came to you. Now that you're understanding what this is all about, those children have done their job. But now you can go on from there. See, it's safe there. It's easy there. It's You feel good there, not because they make you feel good, because in that environment, you can be more who you are. Now, take that to this environment. You stand in front of these people who have known you and love you for eons, Mm -hmm. and you be you in front of them. What could come through you that would help them? You can't even imagine, because you're literally playing it small, And everything about your life shows you you're huge, you're massive. And so the inner conflict by playing it small and being massive is everything in this life. Mm -hmm. It's the Katie inauthentic to authentic. Mm -hmm. It's you, the not wanting to stand out out to being the center of attention. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Wow, thank you so much. Excellent. We have time for one more silly question. Just kidding. Who's next? So, part one of this, part one of this question is to Joshua or White Light, and part two of the question is to Gary or Christy. So, part one is it's been doc- you're going to get everything filtered through Joshua. <laughs> okay. Um, it's been documented that throughout the world there are energy vortexes around the ley lines. They've actually been found around the pyramids and a lot of ancient sites. My question is, as we ascend, is there any utility besides the joy of visiting these ancient sites in order to have the energy flow in us to connect better and to flow into that? And then part two of my question. Let's start with part one. Okay. Part one. Everything is inspiration. When you are inspired, you have connected to infinite intelligence, whether that be from source, from your inner self, from guidance supporters, from anything, another person, anything. When you receive inspiration, you will always feel a bit of fear. But if you can push past the fear, you'll be guided to where you, Daryl, would best be served. If you are thinking something's wrong, if you're in a bad mood, if you're not feeling good, you're going to receive an urge to change a condition. If you think something's wrong, but you need to go to some vortex to get something you think you lack, it's an urge to change a condition. And if you act on that urge, you will go on a detour to explore more of the inauthentic version of Daryl. 
fine because that will birth desires and eventually you'll get back on your path. But if you can differentiate between do I need to do something that I'm hearing about because I think it's going to solve some problem or some issue or, or get me something I think I lack, you can wait a little bit with that. Let it sink in, let it play with it. And then when you are feeling better, good, meditating, aligned, and receive inspiration, there always be a little fear with that. Now, the inspiration may lead to a change, but that's not the purpose of the inspiration. The purpose of the inspiration is one thing and one thing only ever. What's that? Have fun, enjoy yourself, raise your vibration. How do you raise your vibration? Your perspective. Every single inspired idea you ever have will have some experience that if you can see it, if you can lean into it, if you can observe it, if you can see it as perfect, that experience will shift your perspective. When your perspective shifts upwards, it translates into a new version of Daryl, a new vibration, different Daryl altogether. That higher vibrational Daryl will create, by default, a reality that resonates with this higher perspective. You see yourself as more. You see yourself as closer to who you truly are in the non-physical. You see yourself as closer to the source creator of your specific unique reality. This reality, as seen through your perception, is your universe. The entire thing, all these people, us, came to serve you in your journey from one perspective to another perspective. You came in to have a massive shift in perspective in one lifetime. This was not possible in any other time in this reality of Earth for you. Mm -hmm. This massive shift in perspective is what you want. You achieve more and more growth in perspective through being receptive to inspiration, through analyzing the fear, is it rational or irrational, through noticing the limiting belief or identifying the limiting belief that is causing that fear and processing that belief as you know how to do. You then get yourself to a situation where you're able to push past that fear and then before you have the experience, go into the experience knowing it's perfect. While in the experience, you observe the perfection of that experience. Now, it might be a pleasant experience, or it might be a challenging experience. But when you're in it, your intention is to notice the perfection and gain the information in that experience as it relates to you specifically. Why is that person honking their horn at me? To show me something about me. Mm-hmm. They live their entire lives, bought that car, have this idea about who drivers are, have whatever beliefs that they have come into contact with you and are there at the right place at the right time to push that horn to ignite some fear in you that relates to a limiting belief. You have the experience. You know that you're safe. You know that they did it for you. You appreciate them. You're grateful for them living their whole lives, coming to physical reality to support you in that one tiny moment so you can find one little limiting belief. Mm -hmm. 
and you say, I must be amazing that someone would do that for me because you are amazing. You just don't think you're amazing. And you go a little bit closer to thinking you're amazing, a little closer to thinking you're amazing, a little closer to thinking, and then you get, I shouldn't think I'm amazing. That's bragging. Who am I to think I'm amazing? Who am I to have all these people come into this reality, live these lives, have these belief systems, have this bigotry, have this grandiose idea of who they think they are, just to show me one little limiting belief? Because they are the source of your reality. They are serving literally source, you. And when you can choose that perspective, that massive perspective, this is what you want. Because in that, you ignite the entire planet. The flame from that perspective, all the way through life, just burning, 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 getting more intense, more intense, more intense, more intense, is lifting the mass consciousness of this planet. Everyone who started where you did, with the parents you had, similar parents, similar whole setup, you are lighting them up as well. This is why you came to bring that energy, that power into this reality at this time to ignite the mass consciousness of the planet so it could all emerge into another density, into a higher, lighter density. You came and suffered through your life to bring joy and possibility to every other human on this planet, especially those who had the same sort of unworthiness idea about themselves. To come from bitter unworthiness, yet intellect, yet intuition, yet connection, yet inner knowing, and actually not see yourself as a victim, but rise through that and then come to a place where you can let everyone off the hook. Excellent. My amazing self wants to know if you and Christy will consider taking us on a field trip to see the Great Pyramids in the future. They are chicken shit. <laughs> but they've had the same exact inspiration. <laughs> if you can paint a rosy enough picture of this, yeah. You might get them to push past their fear. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> Is that it? What happened to part three, four, five, and six? Oh, that, that, that... <laughs> we'll say We're that all ready for part time. seven. We'll say part seven is a good time. one. Excellent. Thank you. Wonderful. Do we have to say it? Who's next? <laughs> also, microphone. This is very exciting. It's not fully... Um... <laughs> Come on now, buddy. You know you want to get close. Um, we like the shift in perspective. Um, just going with the flow here. So that's me in a nutshell in my life. I'm like, let's just go with the flow. Huh? I can't wait to lean in. <laughs> I know. I want to be my authentic self. <laughs> I want to be my authentic self. <laughs> How'd that happen? Um, so really, I just wanted a little bit of clarity as to, so I feel like I've had this idea that since I've been sort of consciously on this spiritual journey. Since when? Since when? Well, consciously so. It's probably been about maybe 13, 14 years. Excellent. Like that. Um, and I guess since then I've had these inclinations that I should 
be of service in that way. And I kind of think I put that on a pedestal, like, you know, now I'm certified to do life coaching and I am doing a little bit of that. Who certified you? um, Did we certify you? It does not count unless we certify you. (laughs) We have a full certification process. Nobody can give any advice, talk to anyone else unless we certify you. Hold on. You're certified. That's okay. So, or maybe thinking I would share some information, um, but yet in my- You share information through your essence, through your energy, and through inspiration that comes when you know who you are. You find yourself in the position with the person saying the brilliant things that you say. Now, you can do that formally. Right. right. And do you want to have a whole bunch of manifestation events around formally setting yourself up to be this thing- you want to do are you ready to handle all the manifestation events all the limiting beliefs are you ready to go on that journey and why what will it mean right it's like i have this idea in my head of okay it would mean that i could maybe be a life coach and then i'd have freedom and then i could travel blah blah blah, and that would be my ideal life exactly but that is not what i have created that's not you want and all humans want to figure it out how about this what if it's already done right what if you were always going (laughs) to be here you're always going to be here right now and you can say I don't know until I sit in the chair with Joshua exactly what to do, but I know that when I get in that chair, I'll have the clarity to finally know what to do. And you're always going to be in the chair. You were always going to ask this question. You were, there's no way you could not have been here. There's all the things you thought, well, maybe I should come or shouldn't come. And maybe there's won't be enough room, or maybe I won't like the people, or maybe I won't have this, that, and the other thing. All those thoughts that you're, you had, you were going to be here. Why? Because you had the vibration. You're already at that perspective. You already did everything you needed to do to get to the perspective that allowed you to come to this next step and you're here. That's the proof. It's not about, should I take a course? Should I get certified by this person over here so I can have a little symbol up here that people can trust me to do it? You just work on your perspective. You are the source creator of your reality. Your reality was created by you from the non-physical with precision, knowing exactly what experiences that you wanted to have, wanted to have from that non-physical. Now, that non-physical position is like, great, I don't care if there's pain, if there's she figures it out, doesn't figure it out, if she thinks it's good or bad or indifferent. It's blink of an eye. Well, you didn't really realize that you're going to be here for many, many, many years and many, many, many moments and many, many evolutions of who you are and all kinds of judgments and forgetting and separation and then this inner knowing going on and this inner conflict between what you should be doing and what you are doing and how you should be perceiving it and should, 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 should. You didn't really think about that because you didn't care. And you sort of forgot from back then anyway. Anyway, (laughs) now that you're here, you have two choices. See everything as perfect. See everything as imperfect or some kind of mix in between. What makes you feel better? To see everything as perfect or to see everything as imperfect? We're not saying one's better than the other. We're not saying that at all. Because without seeing some imperfection or judgment or or regret or guilt or fear or worry, you have no context. You, as the human, 
or on a train ride. You don't know where it's going. On one side is this beautiful ocean view, and then sometimes there's mountains and rolling hills and gorgeous landscapes and cities. And the other side is a dumpster fire the whole way. And so sometimes you're looking over here and you think, is there still a dumpster fire? Oh, that's terrible. Oh, look at that dumpster fire. It keeps going forever. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, there's a dumpster fire. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm being positive. I'm being positive over here. The dumpster fire is just as beautiful as the rolling hills and the ocean and the mountains, you see? But you say, no, no, I got to be positive and look to the left the whole time, knowing there's a dumpster fire over there and hoping, wishing, praying it's gone away. And you go, nope, still there. <laughs> Someone's got to put out that dumpster fire. Maybe I'll put it out from this train that's moving. <laughs> Doesn't really help. What helps is, oh, that's a pretty dumpster fire. That's not bad at all. Mm. Look at all those little scurrying animals bursting into flames over there. <laughs> that's pretty fun. <laughs> oh, no, the pretty little furry animals are dying. Oh, no. Oh, Mother Earth, Gaia, are you okay over there? You need us to fix you. <laughs> right? You get to choose what's more interesting. Well, we promise you. If you had rolling hills and sunsets and cloudy, beautiful skies over here and over here, you'd fall asleep on that train. You could go, oh, that beautiful ocean is not as beautiful as that beautiful ocean. Oh, why can't that beautiful ocean be more beautiful than this beautiful ocean? Oh, something's going on over here. And you're like, Ugh. it's the same thing. You see, you're picking it up. You're choosing to believe something's better than something else. It's the same thing. And it's all for you, right? So that dumpster fire just showing you a reflection of what you think about yourself at that time. And that beautiful sunset is what you think you deserve to see at that time. And you allow yourself to have the beautiful sunset and have the dumpster fire and go back and forth and you call it real life. And that's what it is. But it's only real to you. And no one sees what you see. And no one can agree with you because no one sees what you see. And you can't, possibly help anyone else because they're you're not there to actually help them they're there to support you in your growth in perspective it's the only reason we're here you're perfect you just don't see yourself as perfect if you saw yourself as a tiny bit more perfect today you'd have a reflection of that perfection which we know would feel good to you and that's why you're here how do i feel good i see more perfection that's it now what do I have to do to see more perfection? I gotta study and get that certificate and get rave reviews on whatever it is. And then you get a three-star review, go, they didn't get me. Something wrong with that person. And then you get a five-star review and go, well, you're just being nice. <laughs> you're making it all up, doesn't matter. So what do you wanna make up? You wanna travel, you wanna be free, Mm -hmm. You want to be rich. You want to be in love. Mm -hmm. You want to share and support and uplift. It's all natural. That's natural to every human. Every human wants that. How does it manifest for you? It's what you allow yourself, what you define as freedom, freedom and abundance. And all these are definitions that you make up for yourself. They all have a definition of these things and they are living by their definition based in their perspective. And so if they say, ooh, I traveled to 
Hickory the other week, and that was amazing. <laughs> and they said, I'm free. I can go anywhere. That's their definition. And they feel great in that definition. I can go to Starbucks and have a coffee at Starbucks once a month. That's amazing. So many people can't do that. You see? So it's all this definition. You're playing with yourself. How real do you want to be? There is no reality other than what you are creating. How does it feel to you? How does it feel to you? It could feel good if you had a de definition that said, that person is amazing. That yeah. event was, I learned so much from that event. I'm progressing on my path perfectly. What defines happiness? Your belief that things are going as they're supposed to go. Well, it's already set. Imagine that. It's always going to go as it's supposed to go. You're going to interpret it sometimes mm -hmm. as good and sometimes as bad. That's fine. But no, it's perfect. You don't have to like it, love it. Everything you do, but you don't. Just know it's perfect. Now, you don't know that that traumatic event that happened in your childhood should have happened or should not have happened. But the proof is you are here now. Would you rather be somewhere else? No. That's all you have to say. And therefore, everything that happened in the past led you to this perfect moment where you wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And you couldn't be here if not for every other event and every other person who did what they had to do to get you here. The same is where you're going to be next year and next year and next year. So every single thing is working out perfectly. It's just how you perceive it. Are things working out for me? Yes. Is anything ever happening to me? It's happening for me. Have any possibility of making a mistake ever? In this moment, I, right? But in those moments, it feels like, right? It feels like it's so... What? Why does it feel that way? Is it the truth or an illusion? It's an illusion. I, it's I'm like I'm habituated in thinking so, that or something. If you're in front of a magician and they showed you a ball and they put it in this hand and and then did this and then did this, it feels like the ball should be there. <laughs> but the ball's back over here. You just missed it. You missed what's happening in the moment. But as you reflect back, or if you meditate, or if you ask, you will get the answer. Always, always, always. So do you ask? Do you ask? Are you asking for the answers? Are you asking to be shown? Are you asking for what you need? Ask and what? You shall receive. <laughs> Ask and it is given. Ask and you shall receive. There's no time, comma, like the like present. The present. <laughs> Thank you. Did we fix everything? <laughs> it's all better now. Thank you. Excellent. Thank Wonderful you. question. Thank you, Joshua. Brilliant. <laughs> So I have to thank you for pushing past your fear because you helped a bunch. You saw what I did, though. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to keep it going. Um, I want to ask you to help me reconcile: How do I be in service to others without seeing a need to help them? We know for sure that you know the answer to that question. Tell me what I don't know. <laughs> you don't know anything. Right. You can't know from this reality <laughs> you know that's true. anything. You believe certain things. So, do you believe that there's anyone out there that needs your help? No. Do you believe that if you think they need your help, you're in a high perspective or a limited perspective? Limited perspective. In a limited perspective, do you have full and complete access to inspiration? No. So, if you believe, you think, you need someone's help, 
you can't be in a perspective that would allow the brilliance to flow. So what do you want to do? Do you want to perceive that they need help and say something from the human version of you designed to get them better, fix their problems? Or do you want to see them as perfect and tap into that infinite intelligence that's always flowing through, always has been, you have easy access to it. Every time you have a brilliant idea, every time you have a loving thought, every time that you think things are going well, you're tapping into the truth. You're tapping into your infinite intelligence. You've never had a wonderful idea without tapping into that intelligence. So do you want wonderful ideas or do you want to shake it up, mix it up, get into the muck and just- Brilliant. I want brilliant ideas. Brilliant ideas. Okay. So can you sit in front of someone who is moaning and complaining and suffering and thinking things are terrible and begging for your help? Please, please, please help me. Can you hold the perfection? Wait. <laughs> Just hang on one moment. You're perfect. You don't need me. And they're groveling. No, I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, you have to look at it the same kind of relationship, I suppose, as like your children. Dress me. I just, I, I, I can't get dressed today. I'm like, yes, you can. You can put on your clothes and get ready for school. You do not need me. <laughs> that is a perfect analogy. We're going to play with you on that. Okay. Mommy, dress me. Mommy, dress no, you're perfect as Carry you are. me into the living room. You're perfect as you are. We're going to go to school and we're going to go in 10 minutes. So you can go wearing your pajamas or you can go dress is up to you. What do you want to do? Dress me. Okay. We got nine minutes, eight minutes, seven minutes, six minutes, five. All right, we're going. You put them in their pajamas. You drop them off at school. Bye. Would you do that? It's a great idea. I'm going to try it. <laughs> we hope that you film this. And you post it on YouTube so all the other mothers can yeah, see this. Parenting hack. And if you can do it, it'll be a it'll be a viral sensation. And if you can do it without packing the uniform in the book bag to control conditions, you're even better. <laughs> and without having a special thing where they go in and then they run around the side and they get dressed right, and they right, go back right. in. Yeah, and but you can do it either way. Wink at the teacher. Yeah. So we say start with the easy stuff. See that person as perfect see that person as perfect well if no one is as everyone is perfection then they need no service from me that's the definition of perfection they need no service that's great grammar <laughs> they need no service but i think that's a new rap song they serve no need <laughs> but what do you want do you want the joy, the thrill, the self-congratulations of actually changing someone's life? Okay. Or in the moment, do you want to see them as perfect and just have fun? Neither do we. I want to see them as perfect. Why? Because maybe it would reflect back my per perfection as well. And which is that self-serving? Service to self through service to others. Mm -hmm. And if we could all see each other as perfect. Rising tides raise all ships. And you have a lot more fun. Now, once you have practice seeing these perfect people and you see the genius that's coming through and you have these unimaginable experiences, then you can go to someone else who is just okay. They're not, they're just grumbling a little bit. And you might say, yeah, well, that is something to remember. But imagine if we lived 100 years ago and what we would be doing. 
Or imagine if we lived in some foreign country, what you'd be doing there. Or imagine that everything could be working out perfectly for you. You just can't see it in this moment. Imagine that everything always has worked out perfectly for you. Just imagine that everything's right. Mm -hmm. Just these little, little, little massive shifts in perspective. But if you're going to say, oh, I probably need to complain with them. I probably need to see it from their point of view. I probably need to validate their misery. Mm-hmm. Validate their suffering. Well, you can't do that when you see them as perfect. Mm-hmm. You're just going to get brilliant ideas, more brilliant ideas. Brilliant. It's all it's going to come to you is brilliant ideas, brilliant ideas. And as soon as you say something like, you know what you should do? You really need to get a job. Then you know that you're trying to change conditions from this advice thing that never seems well, to work. Well, how about telling it? them that everything is perfect and, and asking them to imagine this and asking them to maybe see it this way? any different than saying maybe you need to get a job where is it coming from where is this spoken word spoken thought coming from so when not, you, not from when you say either. possibly everything is going to work out mm-hmm. and when you're saying it's perfect where is that coming from that's just- is that coming from you or is it coming from your inner self or is it coming from source or is it coming from their inner self it's coming from somewhere that knows something that you can't really see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's some, coming from somewhere that knows what they need to hear. When you have the intuition and you were going to say something, and you say, oh, I better not say that. Well, that's a little fear. Inspiration, a little bit of fear, you might not want to say it. But if you just, in the moment, see them as perfect, you're not going to really have that fear. Now, when you say you need to get a job, Depending on where your perspective is, it could be coming from up there. Mm-hmm. It could be the perfect thing that's said to them. And then you might say later, geez, I can't believe I said that to them. Who am I to say that to them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's always going to be this who am I thing. So the first step is, who are you? Oh, unlimited positive being of perfection. <laughs> and the creator of your reality. Right. They're the creator of their reality too. But you don't know them. You only know the version that is in front of you right now that's coming to see if you can hold perfection or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can you or not? It's just a game. Right. So why do you want to do it anyway? Because wouldn't it be nice to have this flow of energy coming through, this yeah. flow of brilliance, feeling good? Do you feel good? Yes. Feel good seeing perfection. Do you feel bad seeing imperfection? Yes. And you just get this stuff coming up this way. Mm-hmm. In service to others through... <laughs> being who you are just being the magnificence that you are now you see yourself in this group of people in a scale of one to ten of who the best person is and who the worst person is where are you i'm at ten exactly right so all of them are chose to come in at this version of themselves that's lesser than so that you could feel good about yourself Thank you. And as you look at them, you go, oh, I'm much better than these people. In fact, I'm serving them just by showing my brilliance. They are so lucky to be here. They should pay me to come here. Oh, that would have been, that's a great idea. Did you ask? They would have. Everyone throw in an extra $25. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is. that's a great way to look at it. Now, they're all going to want to talk to you. Are you ready? They're going to ask you some stuff. You're going to have to I don't know if I'm ready for that. Now, is it easier to hold perfection all these people or hold perfection yourself? Oh, God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And why? 
because they're interesting and they've got a lot to offer. You just said you're better than them. I know. <laughs> well, I'm playing. I'm playing along. Let's be honest, because you felt it. <laughs> you just said your perspective was up there, and all theirs were somewhere below, and that you could help raise their perspective by telling them what's wrong with them and where their fear is, or by just being this amazing example of perfection. What, what is what's the question? <laughs> Walk around like. Like, look at me. I am so perfect. Look at there. Anyone comes in contact with you, like, you are lucky. You are lucky. And and what's stopping you from thinking that? You don't want to be a showboat. You don't want to attract attention. You want people to think that you're all full of yourself. You want to be too big for your britches. All this social conditioning from your parents, from your school, from society. Keep it small, keep it small, keep it small, keep it small, keep it small. Why? Why? Why would they ever want to keep anyone small? Why? So they feel better about themselves? Well, to keep you safe, possibly. Uh, okay. Right. They don't want to face the negative emotion. They just yeah. feel, if you got your, br- your britches and then people started talking, you know, your daughter, right. really, who does right. she think she is? Oh, Miss, I'm perfect. Right. You see? Yeah. So they were protecting themselves from future negative emotion. They want you to fit in, to be in the mold, to just not move out of this tiny little box. Because if you move out of the box, you could be subject to ridicule or be cast out of society. Mm -hmm. Now, what if you were cast out of your little village? What would happen to you? Um. My actual village. Yeah, what's the actual name of your village? It's a really good idea. What, what's the name of your village? Macon, Georgia. What if you cashed out that tiny little village of Macon, Georgia, yeah. where there's a couple hundred million people, and you went where? Where would you go? Uh, Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, yeah. Georgia. <laughs> Far away. Exactly. <laughs> My thoughts just... Right? Right? Now, yeah. Now, is there anyone in Savannah, Georgia, who is like a superstar, who is like doing great, and they're, they're walking around, and they're like, I'm perfect. I'm, I'm sure. But there sure I'm is. Sure. And they don't get kicked out. Yeah. They're yeah, like, oh, yeah. look at her. Yeah. Look at her. And she's fabulous. Yeah. And yeah. she doesn't care what they think. Right. And she just is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is the new mold. Taking the service of others is to be fabulous. And let them say that you can be fabulous too. You don't have to be in this box. You can live the unimaginable life that I'm living. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Excellent. Oh, I'll go. <laughs> I have a question. Um, hi, Joshua. How are you? Excellent. What advice do you have for me today? Think of a question. Oh. Our advice is to think of a question. What's this question burning in your mind? You've been thinking it all the time. It's always there. I don't know. What why is the sun yellow? The sun's not yellow. <laughs> okay. Does anyone see the sun as yellow? Has anyone seen a yellow sun? <laughs> the sun is blue. Have you been to the sun? No. It just looks yellow as it comes through this light, but it's really blue. What? You didn't know that? No. You've seen the sun before. Not a blue sun. Oh, you're seeing it through your perception of reality based in who? I guess how I came through. Based in the only way you can see anything. Now, when you say yellow, what color is that? Describe that color. Vibrant. Okay, isn't blue vibrant? How about red? How about pink? How about orange? They all are. Okay, give us another descriptive term for yellow. 
happy. Okay. So which colors are unhappy? Black. Black is the happiest color. Black. Oh, black, black is everything. No. Everything. Black white would be sad. bored. Nothing. No, white is pretty. White light. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like a bunch of nothing. <laughs> so describe yellow. Tell everyone what you're seeing. When you see yellow, what do you see? Happy. Well, how does the happy describe yellow? Do you know what yellow is, Basin? <laughs> see, there's no way to describe what you see. It's impossible. What do you mean? Well, describe what you see. What do you see? Describe it. Right here? Yeah. Uh, spirits, happiness, openness. Could that not be over there? How is this different than there? You see, your perception of reality is absolutely unique to you. There are not okay. words to describe what you're perceiving ever. You can perceive something general. There are a bunch of people here in an old window greenhouse with an antique sign in the back, with some lighting up top, with a painted drywall background over there, filled with nature, with the Joshua house there. That is not descriptive. This is the generalization that everyone has agreed to those terms. But you don't know what they're seeing. They may see you as this little green monster. Okay. But to them, it looks like normal. That's a Kimmy, the little green monster. You you have no idea. You may see them as little purple dots floating around in the air. You have no idea what they're saying. They have no idea what you're saying. Your reality is unique to you, your perception of it. You can't really agree on anything, and you definitely can't know what they're perceiving. So how do you interact with all these people who are whacked out of their minds saying something crazy that you can't see? I don't know the answer to that. So maybe you have a question. How do you know? I didn't think I had a question. How do you today. know what they're seeing when they see you? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. No. That's their own perspective. That's their perspective. You can't know what they see. Right. So who cares what they see? Nobody cares what they see. Everyone cares what everyone else thinks. Everyone does. No. We don't, but everyone else does. <laughs> you do, they do. You don't think people care? Does anyone care what other people think? Most people do. Most why? People do. Why, do, why do most people care? Because it means something. How do you know if someone loves you if you don't act a certain way? How do you know if someone likes you? I don't. They make fun of you if they like you. That's true. That's, That's true. true. Very That's true. true. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or what else? Do they do they make you laugh what else do they do uh they bring you good times and bad times they serve you exactly as you need to be served okay and so you can know exactly where you stand in your relationship to everyone and everything in your reality because your reality this one that you're perceiving right now yeah. all of that yeah. all of that all these people they're you okay it's all you, and it's a reflection of how you perceive yourself, always. Okay. They're just seeing whatever you're seeing. Okay. You're just thinking what they think is what you're thinking. They're just the reflection. And so you can play around with that if you like. Okay. Do you like the reflect reflection you're getting? Is every area of your life giving you joy? No. Okay. So is there an area of your life that gives you joy? Yes. Where is, what's that area? Just pick one area off the top of your head. Uh, my work. Your work doing what? 
Putting needles in people. Putting needles in people. Okay. That gives you joy, as it should, as a masochist. <laughs> now, why do you do it? Um, I don't know. It's easy. It is easy. Anyone can do it. Ding, 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 ding. And then you just have to say, oh, does it hurt? That's good. I mean, it's, it's working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you feel better? Now that the needles are out, yeah. I suddenly don't feel any pain. It's an amazing thing you've come up with. Excellent. You see yourself from a higher perspective in that area of your life. Somehow, some way, you have this affinity for sticking needles in people for whatever reason. You feel joy because you see yourself as worthy, capable, good enough. That is a reflection of yourself in that area. Okay. You see yourself from a higher perspective. Therefore, the vibration that you offer in that arena, mm -hmm. you get a reflection exactly of how you are seeing yourself. Mm -hmm. The people who come, what they say, how you feel when you're doing it, perfect. Now pick any area that was not working, and that's a reflection of how you see yourself. Okay. And you tend to, everyone does, tends to avoid those areas. Correct. Because the, I don't want to see what I don't want to see. So I'm going to play it small, play it safe, avoid it, because I receive negative emotion from those people. They create my reality. But they don't. Mm, no. Nope. I create my own reality. Mm. Uh-huh. Yep. Got it. And you're perceiving that the reality is wrong, because in that area, it's just not working. Yeah. It's not that it's not working. It's just, it's just showing you that in that area, you perceive yourself less as the creator compared to the acupuncture area. Okay. The acupuncture area, you perceive yourself as more of the creator, higher perspective. So you expect and believe that you will get this feedback sure. in this area yeah. because you see yourself as qualified and good. And all the areas that, are, that you see yourself as qualified and good and loving and nice and powerful and all that sure. all work perfectly. Sure. So what does it mean down here? It just means that in that area, you're not seeing yourself as who you truly are. Okay. So that's the area you lean into. And you say, oh, it's going to be some negative emotion here. Sure. But it's going to help me see myself because it's all a bunch of beliefs that were never true. Beliefs okay. that you knew you would adopt. Beliefs that helped you get where you are right now. Where there are not people here who didn't get here. You somehow got here. Okay. So imagine that. There's some amount of people on the planet and the majority don't really exist are outside of this building okay all the good ones are in here and on here zoom and you guys <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening at a later date you're fine too <laughs> so you set it up perfectly now you can go back and say well which do i want to address what would i like i would like x okay so I see myself in that area of X as I'm not that good in X. And then you say, well, that can't be true because I am all of it and none of it. Right. Right. Yes. So to, for me to say I'm not worthy, good enough, capable in that area is to lie to yourself. It's a limiting belief, a belief that is not true. Now, think of a limiting belief as a donut. 
there's a big hole in the middle. What's that? Information. Fill that hole, suddenly it's an empowering belief. So go out and get the information that's in there by having an experience. Okay. And the experience will lead you to a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And suddenly you'll be amazing in that area. Any area. So pick an area, pick an area that's not that hard, right? Okay. I am not a good cook. That's a limiting belief. I could do anything because if I can tap into infinite intelligence, I could be just as, we were going to say as amazing as Gary, but that's taking it a bit too far. He is amazing. No one like him, but, you know, he got up there a little bit. Grilled cheese. Sure. Why not? Put a little pasta in it. Sure. <laughs> but I thought you were going to tell me you go to Dunkin' Donuts and get like a dozen of donuts or something. Because you said get the donut fill the hole i was just going to go buy donuts you're going to change your conditions right you <laughs> you are going to change conditions <laughs> do you know that there's a photo of you in this in this several years ago just like this really yes okay. and you asked the exact same question no, and I'm you said i'm gonna go get donuts and fill in donut holes a Dunkin' Donuts. No, you I did Exactly. Come on. It's amazing. This is incredible. <laughs> if you choose to fill in your conditions, you are going to be playing around with this idea of not a creator of my reality. Because the conditions aren't created by activity and change and negative emotion and urges. They may move things around. But this is not what you want. You want the change to go in where? Internal. In Gary. No, inside. <laughs> exactly. You want the change to be internally. Okay. Because when you change inside, yeah. when you elevate your perspective, when you yeah. say, I am amazing, and believe it, eventually the reality is going to reflect that. Gotcha. Now, will that be a better reality? Will those be nicer conditions? Not necessarily. It'll be what you perceive them to be. Gotcha. It could be exactly the same, but you would be having fun in the same conditions and enjoying them and relishing and not feeling angst and anxiety and worry and concern and these things that are showing you that your perception of reality is a bit off. Gotcha. Do you ever have negative emotion? Sure. Okay. In those little times when that infrequently happens, you are perceiving reality in your own unique way not like anyone else. They're not agreeing with you. You're perceiving it. No one else is believing this to be true of you. Right. You're perceiving it in a way that's inaccurate. That's all you have to know. Whoops. I think something wrong is happening here. There's no wrong in the universe. Therefore, my perception in this moment is off. Why is it off? Oh, because I'm believing this, that, and the other thing, which is not true. Gotcha. And then meditate. Ask, 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 ask questions to yourself. You have it all inside. You are that close to getting everything, all the answers internally. Gotcha. Just meditate a little bit and then ask. Because when you ask, what? You receive. It is given. Wrong. It is given. Wrong? I thought there were no wrong answers. Teasing you. Remember oh. how to tease someone? Yes. yes. <laughs> Actually. All right. Thank Good. you. All right. So my husband and I have a business and my question centers around co-creation because I'm about to say due to an economic 
issues, but I realized that it's not due to that. Either way, the business is having some financial issues. And so I am working on seeing it all perfect, but I don't understand my contribution versus his contribution, project manager, employees, and what have, and have you, and how that all works together. Excellent. Who's the creator of your reality? I am. Who's everyone else in your reality? Supporters. What are they showing you? Myself. What do you want? What do I want? <laughs> yeah. If you were creating your reality, would you want them to show you something different than what you believe about yourself? Or would you want the mirror to show an accurate right. reflection? I would want to show the accurate So are they showing you exactly what you believe and expect about yourself in your reality? Say that again. <laughs> are they showing you exactly what you believe and what you expect in your reality? Well, they're showing me the truth. And nope, there is no truth. Well, they're an accurate reflection. And even though I may not of what? believe that that is what I want, they're showing me what I... A reflection of what? Of who I am being. Of your... True self? Nope. No. If they were showing you an uh, accurate reflection of true self, they'd be all like these white bubble, bubbly bubbles of love and just, just going all over you. It would be so nice. They're showing me my limiting beliefs. They're showing you beliefs. Right. Okay. Empowering and limiting. Okay. What you believe and expect. What you believe and expect is what? If you ball it all up and you call that something. Those are your beliefs. What you believe and expect is your... Perspective. Perspective. <laughs> Excellent. You are now certified to be a to be a life coach. <laughs> Do you solemnly swear to see everyone is perfect? I solemnly swear to try. <laughs> your beliefs and expectations is your perspective of yourself. So they're showing you a reflection of of yourself. If you wanted to have a different reflection, what would you do? Would you talk to your husband and say, you know, maybe we should pivot and start a landscaping company? Well, I wouldn't do anything. I would accept it as perfection and just allow it to happen. Go with the flow. And how would that change you? How would that change your perspective? it would raise my perspective in allowing me to see things in love and receive inspiration. Are you at that point that you've done enough work that you are accepting, 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 accepting? No. So okay. you're still in resistance. Yes. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's okay. That's wrong. That shouldn't be the way it is. Yes. Okay. To get to where, where would you like to go? You know, honestly, I don't know because I am working on releasing my ideals and saying that my inner self knows better where I can be. Well, that is really perspective. You see, this is a path. Yes. And that path is the path. Now, the funny thing about this path that you're on is that you can look over the sunset and the beautiful hills or the dumpster fire, okay? <laughs> you're on the path. 
you not you don't know where this train is going. All you can do is look at the view. What do you want to see? What do you want to think? Do you want to say, you know what? What I really need to do is I need to climb into that train engine and start steering this thing. Is that what you want to do? No. Where do you think you are now? How far back from that train engine do you think you are? I think I'm watching the driver. You are like in his face. <laughs> You're breathing down his neck. You're like, turn left, turn left, turn left, turn left, turn left. He's like, it doesn't have a steering wheel. What am I supposed to do? Don't you have a seat back there? You're telling me to surrender again, are you? <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a steering wheel, what are you going to do? You're just going to sit back and ride it. Just let it ride. Just well, you it. could ride it, white knuckle, <laughs> which is what everyone's doing. Yes. <laughs> no, you actually have control over a big aspect of this journey. You as the human. Now, this journey is perfect. Right. It's going to go. You're going to have the experience you're going to have. It's going to go where you're going to go. It's perfect. You design a flawless life. Perfection. You just can't see it from down here. You have to elevate that perspective so that you can see the perfection of this life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if you could change one thing right now, if we could snap our fingers, change one thing, what would you change about your conditions? Nothing. What you want to change is everyone's perception of a lie. <laughs> if I could just get them to believe me when I lie, I would have it all. Believe me. <laughs> it did not work. So just say one simple thing that everyone would want to change too. It's it's right there. One little thing. Uh, financial stability. Okay. Do you not have financial stability? I do not feel like I have ah could you put yourself in this life experiencing everything you're in spirit experience without financial stability have you ever really as an adult experienced financial instability yeah. you may have perceived that oh you know the bank account could be a little higher but you're wanting to project out in the future some form of security and who doesn't <laughs> want that everyone wants that mm -hmm. Now, what do you believe? You believe that if money doesn't come in, that you're going to have to not pay this bill or get rid of this thing or move to some other thing or do something else, right? You are trying to pre prevent some future negative emotion from happening. That's a waste of time, right. right? It's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be perfect. Okay. What in that realm is a big fear? That I'll lose the house. That you lose the house. Excellent. What if losing the house was literally the best thing that ever happened to you? Right. Is it likely that if you lost the house, it would be a, the best thing that ever happened to you? It's entirely possible. Yes. So then how about this? Hope you lose the house. <laughs> I have and then when the check comes in, you're going to be, damn it, we're going to be able to pay the mortgage. I wanted to lose the house. Damn it. All right, we're going on another month. This month, no money coming in, so we can lose the house. Ah, so, your so, husband will come to, hey, I just did a big job. Okay. Here's a check. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> what are you thinking? My best experience is to lose this house, and I'm not going to do it yet. Okay, okay. So Hopefully next year. I have a question. So if I'm being honest with myself, I don't want to be in this business. I want to be doing something else. And I'm worried that I'm kind of creating this 
You should be worried. You should be real worried. I was about to say, I don't want to create this for my husband, but I just realized I can't create in his real. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you like to just take over next? So, so you have the inner conflict. You know you create your reality. You know you don't create in the reality. You want what you want. You know that you can't know what you want because you don't really know anything. That everything's going to work out perfectly. That the bad things that happen, you know you're going to feel negative emotions. So really, you know the negative emotions just a sign that, no, this is a great thing and you're interpreting incorrectly. And that after time has passed, you'll look back and go, oh, no, that actually turned out good because then I got to do this and that and that thing. And then, and then that led to this and it was perfect. And that's what's always happened in your life because your life has been perfect the whole time. Now, your life has literally been unimaginable. And when you get to this level of trust by surrendering <laughs> and realize that this little tiny little fleck, fractal kind of little, little life form called Pamela down here and this massive energy up here knows exactly what you want. But you think you know what you want, yeah. right? And if you live the life that you think you want, it would be so boring because all the bills would be paid. And then there'd be something else. And then you fix that. And there'd be something else. And you get rid of that. And there'd be something else. You get that. And, you get, and then suddenly, poof, you're in a white box with no one else there because you've gotten rid of everything mm. by yourself. What you want to do is just manage the emotion. Manage the perception of reality. Manage your perspective. Always, always, always realizing this massive energy up here and this little fractal down there, that's you. Right. And this little fractal can become that in this reality. It might be a bit much, but it could. <laughs> you might, you'd be a little annoying at dinner parties, but it could. So this concept of surrender, that means just... Give up. I do. <laughs> Give up trying to drive a train that has no steering wheel. Yeah. Just be the power that you have. My inner self keeps screaming that at me. Just be. Just be. Just, just be. be. Because the conditions literally don't need to change. They're perfect. Nothing has to be different than it is. You have perfect children. Yes. What else do you want? Who else has that? That's amazing. <laughs> now do you have a perfect husband yes <laughs> yes he is perfect i'm working on seeing his perfection yes he is perfect everyone's perfect everyone's yes. perfect and yes. you're perfect yes. and all you do is see it it's so easy everyone can do yes. it all right yes. Yes. we have time for one ridiculously silly question yada <laughs> you look spectacular. Uh, uh, Who are you to be I dress just traipsing around in a fur coat? So I have a question about curiosity. Is it because you're curious, it's for you and you need to explore this? And yes. Like... Next. <laughs> you leave. Well, what about interest? 
What makes you interested in things you're interested in? That is interest and curiosity kind of similar? Very. Okay. But why are you interested in things that you're interested in? Kelly's interested in completely different things. Okay. I am interested in those things because I guess I'm getting the inspiration to explore something that I don't know where it's going to lead, but... Yeah, something to surprise and delight you. Yeah. Something to to help you be aware of how spectacular this reality is. That it is the amusement park in the universe. This is where everyone wants to go. But there's only limited tickets. And okay. you literally won the lottery to be here now. Okay. There is a limit to who can get in. And it's not given out freely. It's given out because you are so powerful. Because you have experience, because you have intentions, because you have you have this divine nature, purpose, reason, everything for you to be here. And you follow your excitement. Why does excitement feel good and boredom not so good? It's an exploration. Excellent. But a lot of people don't want to follow that excitement because of what? Fears. Exactly. But when you push past the fear, you notice how much more powerful you are than any fear sure. that could ever pop up. That's and the more fear you push past, the more experience you have, the more information you get, the more you fill in those limiting beliefs. And then the more you ascend to quicker, faster, higher, lighter densities where things happen much more reflective and responsive to what you're doing in the moment. Mm -hmm. The lag of time is quickened and things happen fast and fast and fast. And then you get to a point where like, Slow down no, because no. there's a limiting belief that's deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. But what if you just push past fear and did it? Push past fear and did it. Leveled up, relaxed, had fun, got used to it. Know that you're going to be like cranky sometimes and things are going to look messy sometimes, but it's all going to iron out as you shift up and up and up and up and up and up. And this was no accident Definitely because not. it shows you who you are. How many other people here are wearing whatever this is? Dead animals all over them. Right? You're special. Magnificent. You're magnificent. Exactly. Wonderful. We've enjoyed this conversation immensely with Leading Edge Creators. And we hope you enjoy lunch. We hope, we pray, we wish. No, we trust that you're going to love it. Is it there will be no pasta served from this point forward. And for that, we are complete.